0: welcome back to my so-called midlife podcast i'm jennifer and this is episode 130 update things are good pretty uneventful week actually work went by without too much stress and no cats went missing so that's always good I have been over the last few weeks. I have been trying to uh, get more exercise in walking, specifically. I've been trying to get more walking in, and as you guys know, you know, I the struggle with my weight has been lifelong, but definitely since starting menopause, it has become even more difficult. Not, not so much. Keeping the weight off, but losing weight feels next to impossible. I mean, I have been um, this whole menopause diet thing of, you know, trying to eat high protein and, um, you know, I, 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 I am keeping track of my calories. I'm keeping a food log. I'm, you know, doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing. And I've been doing that since November pretty consistently. You know, I mean, I won't say that there haven't been some cheat days in there because there definitely have some cheat weekends, actually. Um, but, you know, I feel like I've been working hard and and being pretty good at sticking to a program. And I just am having a very hard time seeing the scale go down. So um, and I know I shouldn't pay attention to the scale. It should be more about, you know, how I feel and blah, blah. I can't help it. I, (laughs) I I am a product of the seventies and eighties. I can't, I can't seem to reprogram that part of my brain. But so as a part of that, you know, I've, I've been trying to do more walking and, you know, I'm sure that if I started doing something more active, you know, some more active cardio that, that might help. Bring that scale number down, but I'm not going to do that. I mean, I'm just <laughs> just going to be honest with you. It's not happening. But I figured walking was better than nothing. So right now, down here in uh, northeast Florida, the weather is perfect for being outside because it's it's warm and sunny, but it's not humid. Not yet. We haven't reached that part of the summer yet. And my neighborhood is is very you know it's very quiet. Um, and it's kind of perfect for going outside and, and taking a walk. So I walk in this route that's uh, kind of like a big circle around the outside of my neighborhood. It takes me about 30 minutes or so, and I've clocked it to be about a mile and a half, you know, for each full circuit. And I think that that's okay for now. Or I thought, <laughs> I thought I, I actually was pretty proud of myself. I thought I was doing well. Wow, well, I'm in a group text with my niece and my cousin, you know, my Pajada. And we're all the three of us on this kind of fitness track. They're, they're doing far better on their journey than I am. But the other day, my niece sends a text to, in the group, And she asks if we want to join her fitness group on our Apple Watch accounts, where basically you kind of log in every time you work out, and then an alert will go out to everyone in your group. Now, first of all, (laughs) I am not a competitive person, like at all. I mean, especially if I know that there is zero chance I can win. So... Getting an alert on my watch every time someone in my group worked out would just annoy me. But second, I can't keep up with them. (laughs) They do four-mile walks. I am barely doing a mile and a half on my walk. One time, I tried to do that circuit twice, and I regretted it about halfway through because the ankle that I broke when I was a teenager can't do it. And I'm going back and forth as to whether or not to wear a brace because, well, here's my thinking. I could wear the brace and I could probably get through that that circuit that I do twice. But am I further weakening my ankle by wearing the brace? Because my brain tells me don't put on the brace and my ankle will strengthen on its own. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Somebody let me know. If there's a doctor listening, someone let me know. So I don't, I can't do a four mile walk. I don't know how people do 10,000 steps a day because, well, I suppose if they're doing four mile walks, <laughs> they're getting in their 10,000 steps. I can't do it. The, on my best day, I only got just over seven thousand, and I only was able to do that once, usually on a day when I take my little walk i 'm around five or six thousand, and like that 's enough i i can 't possibly <laughs> i can 't possibly walk any more than that i mean i 'm sure i could i don 't possibly want to work at, to walk any more than that, so I politely declined to join their little fitness group. And my niece laughed, and she said said that's pretty much what she thought I would say. But then they both kind of started talking in the text group about, like, all the workouts they've been doing. And I finally just jumped in and said, all this exercise talk in the group text is exactly why I don't want to join your fitness app alert thingy. It just would not motivate me. In fact, it would have the opposite effect. I mean... Even as a kid, that did not work on me. If there was something I didn't want to do or thought I couldn't do, no amount of coaxing would work. I would just dig my heels in deeper. But I can admit to this, I was reluctant to get the Apple Watch. I really didn't think I had a need for one. But when I got my new phone a few months ago, it was kind of part of a package, and it was a really good deal, and I thought, okay, well, you know, 30-minute, 30-minute, 30-day tryout. If I don't like it, I can always return it, but the truth is I've gotten kind of lazy working from home, you know, like, at first, I tried, you know, the first few weeks, I tried sticking to the same routine, I got up every morning just like I was when I was going into the office, and... I would, you know, uh, get dressed and put makeup on and, you know, like do everything I was doing before because I knew I would be working from home during the training program, but I wasn't sure about after that. And I was afraid that if I got too comfortable, that transitioning to going back into the office was going to be difficult But once I found out that this position is always going to be remote, you know, even after the training is complete, I have really settled in. Most days I wear jeans or leggings. I every day wear sneakers, whereas I used to wear three or four inch heels every day into work. And now lately, I don't even bother putting on makeup, which is like unheard of for me. But the upside is... That since I'm in comfortable clothes already, I don't worry about like sweating through my makeup. When my watch goes off once an hour and tells me it's time to get up and move, I actually do. And it's working. I may not see the numbers changing as quickly as I'd like on the scale, but I am seeing changes not only in my body, but also in my mood. It's so stupid. And it's nothing I didn't already know, but it is still kind of amazing how when you make little changes, it does have a positive effect on my overall mental and physical health. I hate to admit it, but exercise really is apparently good for me. (laughs) I still hate it though. TV podcast recommendations. I do have a new podcast that I'm listening to but there's a catch. It's only available if you subscribe to Amazon Music or Audible. Now, I know, I know. But if you already subscribe to either of those, it's worth listening to. It's called Think Twice, and it's the story of the division of opinion regarding Michael Jackson. It's 10 episodes. Each one is about an hour long, and all 10 available uh, episodes are available right now. I am almost done with it. I just finished episode 8 this morning and to be honest, I still haven't really formed an opinion. I didn't really go into the podcast with an opinion and they seem to be doing a pretty good job of telling the story fairly. Not only from, you know, the standpoint of Michael Jackson and his music, but also all of the allegations that he faced. So even within myself I'm conflicted when it comes to Michael Jackson. I I don't know. Can can you denounce a person's behavior but still love the art they create? Does that make me a hypocrite? I don't know. Maybe But the podcast is really good. And like I said, if you already subscribe to Amazon Music or Audible, it's available to you. For TV, I started watching Fatal Attraction on Paramount+. Plus. This is a new series. It is, of course, based on the movie, but it goes much deeper than the story told in the movie from 1987. It starts with Dan Gallagher, played by Michael Douglas in the movie, played by Joshua Jackson in the series. Dan is meeting with the parole board after serving 15 years for the death of Alex Forrest, the woman with whom he was having the affair. Dan makes parole and starts the process of repairing the relationship with his daughter and also proving that he was not the one who killed Alex. The series moves back and forth from present time to the time when he was having the affair uh, in the series, Lizzie Kaplan plays Alex and Amanda Peet plays Dan's wife, Beth. I am six episodes in. I really like it. Uh, new episodes come out every Sunday. I think there's going to be a total of eight if you don't already have Paramount Plus but are interested in watching, I would just you know wait a few weeks until all the episodes are out, and then you can sign up. I think the free trial is for one week. You can definitely watch all eight episodes in a week, and then you know there are a lot of good shows on Paramount Plus, many of which I have talked to you about right here on this podcast so if you decide to keep the description there the subscription, I think it's six about $6 a month with commercials or $9 a month if you want to go commercial free. I really like this series. It's very well done. It is an interesting retake on the movie, and I like how it carries the story past the death of Alex and kind of, you know, showing the consequences of Dan's choices. It's really well done. All right, now that you're all caught up on my week, let's get into this week's topic we're back so a few weeks ago i told you about a show that i had watched on hulu called tiny beautiful things i really liked that show but there was one particular episode actually there was one specific quote from episode four that has stayed with me for weeks And I have been wanting to talk about it. In fact, I even made a note in my notes app about it. But I have been having a hard time kind of forming it or putting it together in a way that I could talk about on here. But still, this quote has stayed with me. Then, the other day, while I was scrolling through Instagram, I found a post written by Denusha Lemiris <laughs> I think I'm pronouncing that right. And it was called Small Kindnesses. And it kind of had the same theme as that quote that has been stuck in my head for weeks. And I think I might get it now. In case you haven't watched Tiny Beautiful Things, the lead character, Claire, takes on the alter ego of Sugar, answering letters in an advice column. In episode four, a mom writes in for advice. In the letter, the mom tells Sugar that her six-month-old baby was diagnosed with a brain tumor and needs surgery. The mom says that she has been praying, but she is struggling because if there is a God, why would he have given the baby a brain tumor to begin with? Sugar is reminded of when she was a teenager and found out that her mom was dying from cancer. She wanted to pray. She tried really hard to pray, but she couldn't. So she struggled with what to tell the mom. When Sugar finally answers the letter, it's what she tells that mom that has stayed with me. Sugar says that she understands what the mom is going through and says that, When she found out her mom was dying, she thought that maybe God didn't exist. She says that all these years later, she's still not sure that God exists. But then Sugar asks, what if we thought about God differently and realized that God isn't in the answer to our prayers, but in the people praying for us? What if together, Those people form a raft that will hold your weight and keep you afloat by the human love given to you when you need it the most. The existence of God is found in the evidence of that. Sugar ended by saying, What if you didn't worry about everyone else's God and allowed your God to exist in the simple words of compassion others offer you? At the time that I watched that, I knew there was something important in what she was saying because it resonated in my soul, the way all divine messages do. And it has stayed with me for weeks, this idea that God exists in the compassion we have for each other. I know we have compassion for the people we care about. But for the past few years, I've been thinking that we've lost compassion in general We feel so divided and have for what feels like at least a decade, picking sides and growing further and further apart. It seems everything we are dealing with as a society is presented to us as a choice to either accept or deny, which is fine as long as you always choose the correct side. It seems like the more time passes, the further we separate from each other. Even within my own circle, there are differing opinions. My girlfriend and I are politically on opposite sides, and that's probably never going to change. We just see things differently, and that's okay. We can still talk and educate each other, even if we still disagree. But it has been bothering me that I can't seem to do that in general. With my girlfriend, it's easy, because we've known each other forever, and I love her, so just disagreeing on a few things isn't going to change that. But put me on Twitter, and all that kind of goes right out the window. I don't necessarily argue with the people online, not anymore anyway, but I do read their tweets and silently judge them. Over the past few weeks, since I saw that episode, What Sugar Said has stayed with me, and although I knew why, I wasn't sure how to talk about it. Then, as I mentioned, I saw that post on Instagram. The poem was called Small Kindnesses. It said, when you're feeling like society has grown cold and all compassion is gone, notice the little things that still occur every day. Things like saying, God bless you, when you hear someone sneeze, or When you're handed your morning coffee or someone holds the door open for you and we say thank you. You smile at a stranger in the grocery store and they smile back. The poem ended by saying, we have so little of each other now, only these brief moments of exchange, and asked, what if they are the true dwelling of the holy, these fleeting temples we make together when we say, here, take my seat, or after you. And I've been thinking about that a lot, about the idea of God not just being the God I was raised with, you know, the the God of the Bible and the God of church. I've talked about God and my beliefs before, and if you don't share them, that's okay. I'm not going to preach to you or try to sway you to see things the way I do, because God, or whatever you call it, is different for all of us. And should be. Your relationship should be personal. Just like every other relationship in your life, you're not the same friend to everyone in your life. You're different versions of yourself to each person who knows you. Yes, there may be some similarities, but each person in your life knows a different you. I was raised to believe in God. We went to church every Sunday for years. Then, when I was around, I think, I decided that I didn't want to go to church anymore. I remember asking my dad if I could stop going. Now, this was a fairly easy conversation because my dad was c church e churchgoer, you know, Christmas and Easter. It was my mom that really brought us as a family every week to church. So I knew convincing my dad wasn't going to be difficult at all. And I also knew that having one parent on my side was enough to get my way. (laughs) Kids always know, don't they? So I stopped going to church. I've had some periods where I tried to go back, but they just didn't stick. And I'm not saying that going or not going to church is the right thing to do. That's something you have to decide for yourself in your own relationship with God. Even though I didn't feel called to attend church, I never stopped saying my prayers every night. But they were more... They were more out of habit than real belief. Of course, you know, I would end each night saying the Lord's Prayer, and then every once in a while I'd throw in a few requests for myself or anyone else I knew who was going through something difficult. That all changed about 30 years ago. Since then, my relationship with God is more personal. I think of him and I talk to him more like he's a friend, I see God everywhere, not just in a church or in the Bible. I see him in the books I read, the shows I watch, the music I listen to. But I think, especially in the last few years, I've lost sight of him in the people around me. I forgot that God exists in everyone. He's in the thank yous and the bless yous and every small and random kindness that you experience every day, even if you're only saying them out of habit. He's in the small, silent, one-word prayer of please when you or someone you know is struggling. How many times have you read or heard a story on the news that touches you or horrifies you, and you take a second to send love or strength? I know. We hear a lot about how thoughts and prayers aren't good enough. But I think in that moment, those prayers that we say are as much for the person suffering as they are for ourselves. They remind us that there but for the grace of God go I. And they reconnect us to humanity and the knowledge that life is fragile and fleeting. I know I've done a lot of talking about God in this episode, but... Nothing I've said is to convince you either way. One of the things that has always fascinated me about Dax Shepard is that he talks very openly about being an AA and also being an atheist. And this was always kind of weird for me because I knew that AA was a Christian-based organization. But what I have been taught is that in AA, it's about the God of your understanding which doesn't necessarily have to be the Christian-based God. It's more about realizing that there is something greater than you, and it doesn't matter what you call it. So when I say that for me, God is my friend, that may not work for you, or maybe it makes you feel a little uncomfortable. And that's okay. That's how I know him. It may be something different for you. I don't have the answer to how we fix all of the division happening around us today. It seems like there is very little that we agree on. But here's what I do know. When we smile at a stranger, or hold a door open, or even let someone merge into traffic, we don't stop to ask them what their political stance is. We do a very small kindness because we're human and they're human and we're all just trying to do our best and get through each day. So maybe sugar had it right. Maybe God isn't just some unreachable sky dweller who hovers above us. Maybe he exists in the moments of compassion and small kindnesses we show each other without judgment. In the prayer we say for strangers and in the acceptance we have for those who are different than us. And if that's true, not only do we all know god but god is within each of us and for me that's kind of the answer to all of it so if in the end i die and i find out i was wrong about all of it you know there is no god there's no heaven there are no rewards waiting for me what then well I guess I will have lived a pretty good life of doing my best to always do the next right thing, learning from my mistakes and trying to do better. And for me, that's enough. All right, I'm going to wrap up this week's episode. I know I was a little God heavy. (laughs) Thanks for sticking with me. Thanks for coming back for episode 130. Don't forget, Join the Facebook group, My So-Called Midlife Podcast, and like the Facebook page, My So-Called Midlife Podcast, which, by the way, I don't know what is going on with that page, but earlier in the week, we we had been at a, around 100 followers of that page for the longest time. Earlier in the week, we suddenly hit 200 out of nowhere, and now, as I'm recording this, we're almost at 300. I, I don't know what's happening, but I appreciate it. Thank you. I love it. You can also Follow me on Instagram at JennyJoy316. If you like the podcast, tell your friends and then tell them to listen. The second part is the important part. If you have questions or topic suggestions, please email me at my so-called midlifepodcast at gmail.com. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time. Love you. Bye.